Hey, Hit Factory listeners, this is Aaron. If you're enjoying and want even more Hit Factory, including the entirety of this episode, consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod. For just $5 per month, you'll get access to our premium biweekly episodes, bonus episodes, interviews, polls, and a lot more. Thanks for listening and supporting. I'll be really honest, I didn't like it at first. (laughs) (laughs) See, I knew that asking, which is why I wanted you to say so. Yeah, I'm not going to lie about that. That's annoying. Um, Yeah, it was a slow bloom for me Mm -hmm. with Sonatine. I think part of that is because prior to us watching this movie, you described it as like, or you said someone else described it as like, a hangout movie that has like yakuza elements mm-hmm. and i was like i i i don't like hangout movies per se <laughs> so they, they don't always do it for me um and so because i kind of went in with that lens i wasn't fully like opening myself up to all that the movie had to offer and then the film ended the way that it did which we will talk about spoilers ahead and like retroactively i loved every single thing about the movie like like in a flash i did and that's kind of amazing like i've never had that experience cinematically before or like i think with any piece of art and um so that i think is just like makes the film special for that reason alone it's special not just because it flipped my insides but because it also just feels so distinct in terms of its place in the gangster movie canon. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's so different than the type of gangster films that we get in the United States. And I think that alone makes it worth watching. But then once I started to learn more about Takeshi Kitano and about sort of like other types of entertainment he does it made me appreciate this film even more so that's a long-winded way of saying like initially hated it ended it loving it (laughs) yeah I mean even as we were watching the film together and it's not a terribly long movie it's like 93 minutes you know it's it's by no means like an endurance test Uh, but it certainly feels every minute of that runtime. It's a very deliberately paced movie. Uh, the middle section of this film, uh, people were right, I think, to label as sort of a hangout film. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very aimless, uh, very sort of wandering. Uh, it doesn't really explain any of the reasoning behind sort of the the shift in tone and the sort of uh, aimless quality of it. But... You're right. Like I, I, I could tell that uh, it was testing patience with you because it was testing patience even with me, <laughs> right? A little bit, and I was, I think, open to receiving it for what it was giving me. But it wasn't until those last few moments of the movie that I felt rewarded for having experienced it. And I think without the ending and the way that it sort of, uh puts that perfect kind of like postscript and punctuation on everything that came before it. It is a lesser movie. It's a movie that doesn't really make as much sense and it's less subversive. 
And what a strange place to put a a gaggle of, you know, gangsters than like on a beach yeah. <laughs> in like literal Hawaiian shirts. Like it's just there's all this frustrating of these tropes in gangster movies that again I wasn't able to fully appreciate until the film ended but it really is kind of brilliant that half the film literally takes place on a beach Mm -hmm. where they're like play acting and like digging holes and flying kites and shooting at each other and whatever else like it is it's a it is not a setting you would expect to see these men in and it's it's one of the only places where they you know can find some sense of reprieve and a little bit of agency even if the agency is like i'm playing this prank on you 